Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So I'm looking at my phone here right now, JT, and I got a text at 7.41 a.m. this morning from Billy Beebe uh, working on uh, Canton's Morning News with, with Pam Cook, and it said, did a McCord story. And my phone went off. You know how it has that little, you know, ding, 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 whatever sound effect that is. <laughs> okay, it goes off, so it wakes me up. I look at it, and I'm like, okay, he did a McCord story for the uh, upcoming Cotton Bowl. Great, I go back to sleep. Then I get a couple of more texts, and I'm like, what the heck's going on? That's how I found out that Kyle McCord has entered the transfer portal for Ohio State and will not be their quarterback in the Cotton Bowl against Missouri. So let's talk more about that, the loss to Michigan, the championship game, the transfer portal, all those college football things with one of the best in the business. He's a legend at LettermanRoad.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Tim underscore May Sports. He is the one, the only Tim May. Timmy, thanks for joining us. How are you? Roadmaster, it's always a pleasure being on with you, my friend. You know that. Uh, I appreciate you making time for us on short notice here on the Kenny and JT show, uh, Tim. And uh, how did you find out that Kyle McCord uh, was entering the transfer portal at Ohio State? Same as you did, I mean, pretty much. I mean, uh, bottom line, you know, three or four people text you all at once and uh, are giving you inside information on what's going on. And uh, and you're kind of – it was, to be honest with you, among us who cover Ohio State uh, – uh, this was not a major surprise. Uh, it was maybe major that it was made immediately as soon as the uh, portal door opened. Uh, uh, Kyle McCord jumped into it, but based on what we were learning yesterday, it was not a uh, it was not a shot out of the dark. Let's put it that way. Great questions you guys asked at that press conference yesterday. I watched it. We pulled some of that audio. We're going to listen to it later. Do you think Ryan Day was surprised this morning? No. Uh, when you when a guy started 13 games for you, and especially the 12 this year, and gone 11 and one, and uh, he got anything but a ringing endorsement from Ryan Day during that press conference mm-hmm. you're speaking of, there were too many hints being dropped, okay. along with you know other people whispering to us uh, about what what they thought was going to happen, but uh, you know it wasn't for Ryan Day necessarily to break the story. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been an interesting year to say the least. And, uh, not the least of which is the constant, uh, the constant, what's the word I'm looking for? Criticism. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the mild way of putting it that, uh, that Cal McCord has endured, uh, on social media, uh, through the entire season. Hardly anything was ever good enough. You know, despite the fact they went 11-1, and one, and, you know, if he doesn't get hit on that last pass against uh, Michigan, who knows what kind of story we'd be talking about right now, but I doubt we'd be talking about him uh, entering the transfer portal. Uh, let's just put it that way. But that was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back, I think, in, in all kinds of regards. So 
as the old saying goes, it is what it is at this point, right. and you move forward. I love the way you put it, too. Not really a ringing endorsement. When I text Kenny earlier, I said the exact same thing. What are the other rumors? And let's let the rumor mill start, and let's let you put things to bed or to put them to rest because all of a sudden, hey, we're going to look at Arch Manning. Hey, is Aaron Nolan not coming to Ohio State? Has there been any decommitment that you know of from Aaron Nolan coming to Ohio State next season? Not that I know of. Good. I mean, where did that even come from? Just I haven't again, even heard that one. I'm telling you, so. I've been getting so many. Oh, I saw this on Twitter. Oh, I saw this well, on X. Yeah, well, that's the last place you want to like prove something. <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, <laughs> it does start some fires, but it rarely ever puts them out. Bingo. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, you know, Arch Manning thing. I mean, Arch Manning had any, uh, hasn't even. I don't. You know, it's like it's like where where do you want to go? I mean, a guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you definitely have your eye on because he is in the portal. I do believe. For example, is Dante Moore, uh, the freshman quarterback at at UCLA, uh, who was born, uh, ironically, in Cleveland, Cleveland Heights, and uh, grew up there. You know, graduated from high school uh, in Michigan, and and uh, so there's a guy that is an interesting, interesting fellow to keep your eye on. And uh, there's some others out there. I mean, I like the kid Riley Leonard. Is that his name from uh, from Duke? The young man who has jumped into the portal especially since his coach Mike Elko left to become the head coach at uh, Texas A&M. I, just thought, I thought it might have been Edson Stone. He might just be following uh, him to Texas A&M, which could use a quarterback from everything I've seen. So, you know, you just got to – pretty much people want to jump the gun yeah. and, uh, and do all these things. You pretty much have to wait until people actually – it comes out of their mouth, this is what I'm doing. Tim, when you think about being a, a kid – being in a transfer portal, now with the NIL and the money that's being thrown around or even mentioned, you wake up this morning, you see that Kyle McCord has entered the transfer portal, and maybe you're somewhere else and you're not considering it, and now all of a sudden, hey, man, there might be an opening. I can go get paid. Maybe I put myself in the transfer. I mean, this is a whole new day and age, isn't it? Yeah, and there's a lot of BS going around about the transfer portal uh, in terms of the NIL uh, uh, lucrative offers that are hanging out there, I do believe. I mean, I you, you, you've got to take everything, as I said, with a grain of salt. And, uh, uh, yes, it's a whole new age. Bottom line is I, quarterbacks have been transferring since I've been covering college football. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, starting well, when I first started covering Ohio State on a full-time basis in 1984, I've seen countless quarterbacks transfer from Ohio State, a, a, a few to Ohio State, uh, and, uh, you know, like Justin Fields. Uh, Joe Germain transferred to Ohio State. You know, uh, Kent Graham, right on down the line, I can name you mm-hmm. name you guys who both uh, transferred to and transferred out of Ohio State. So the quarterback business has always been booming in terms of transfer. Of course, with the new rules where you can play immediately, uh, that just enhances it. But quarterbacks are always looking for that sweet spot of where can I step in, possibly p- play immediately, and enhance my get the most out of my college career, but also enhance my, my standing for the draft. And we all know, you know, the transfer portal is not always going to find you paradise. I mean, look at DJ Ugalele uh, from Oregon State who uh, transferred there from Clemson, and now he's back in the portal. Uh, you know, just you never know where you're going to end up, and you never know if there's actually going to be an offer out there once you do, especially when there are so many uh, so many. Uh, opportunities uh, from other or so many others seeking opportunities of the same sort. But the idea that you got to have $1.5, $2 million to get a 
top-line QB. That may be accurate, but I'm not sure. It's, it, it definitely falls short on probably about 95 to 98% of the, everybody else in the quarterback round who's going to sign with another team. Happy to have with us Buckeyes beat reporter at LettermanRoad.com, Tim May talking Ohio State football, Kyle McCord in the transfer portal. So, Tim, who's the quarterback for the December 29th Cotton Bowl game for Ohio State? Is it Devin Brown? Is it Kineholtz? Uh, who do they play at quarterback, or do they play both? And is that an audition for next year instead of uh, trying to win the game uh, outright this year and worry about that, you're actually just saying, all right, guys, here's your audition, go. Well, the the seeming obvious answer would be uh, Devin Brown. You know, during the season, you you know, you noticed um, that they worked up a package for Devin Brown in the red zone. And against Purdue, he looked outstanding in that package. And uh, mainly running the ball, but he could throw it, believe me, uh, former protege of of Joe Germain, who I mentioned a minute ago, former Ohio State quarterback. He played for him for a couple of years in high school before Joe Germain, out in Arizona before Joe Germain took a job at his alma mater. And uh, Devin Brown went to Corner, Corner Canyon uh, High School in, uh, in Utah and played his last year. Uh, I, I just got into his history there just to show he didn't just uh, show up at Ohio State on a, on a lark or a fluke. But the okay. bottom line is, uh, you know, he was hurt. He got hurt against Penn State just when it would look like they were going to uh, use him maybe even more. He got hurt in that red zone play and never was really the same through the regular season, although he was cleared to play. Uh, he was cleared to play the week before uh, against Michigan State, but he was definitely cleared to play against Michigan if they if they needed him or, or went that route. So you would think he would be the number one guy they look at. They do like Lincoln Keenholz. Uh, the kid from South Dakota, uh, Pierre or Pierre, depending on how you want to pronounce it, South Dakota, uh, didn't come in until, you know, the summer this year. So he had a, he had a, didn't get the head start that a lot of guys get, like Aaron Nolan's going to get in, uh, uh, in the, in the winter. But, uh, they were really impressed, really impressed by his athletic ability, the way he kind of has grasped the system, et cetera. But you would think the first guy, you know, the first guy in line would be Devin Brown going into this, uh, going into bowl prep. But, you know, pretty much no one's gotten to talk to Ryan Day about this today uh, right. now that we know what we know. You always wish yesterday's press conference was today, mm-hmm. and then it would have right. been, oh, wait a minute, yeah, that's right, y'all play in Missouri, but, Coach, what about this? <laughs> Tim, here's the problem. If you're going to look for the next guy and he's a highly recruited senior or somebody who coming out of the high school unit and we've seen guys that have bypassed their senior year so i won't just say senior but if a kid is highly recruited as a quarterback to come to ohio state and your starter just put himself into the transfer portal and you're a backup this isn't like the nfl nfl's got backups for a reason every kid it seems like at a college level wants to be the starter so with that being said you lost your starter are you in trouble of maybe losing both backups as well because maybe the next heir apparent is air noland well, yeah, but that's really putting the cart before the horse. Telling you. you know? I mean, number one. And number two, these guys are big boys in the sense of, they've, you know, everybody we talked about, uh, even uh, Lincoln Kinos was recruited pretty heavily, but he was a three-sport three star, you know, where he was from. Uh, but they know, like Devin Brown said, he, he committed to Ohio State 
when the quarterback room still included Quinn Ewers. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, he came here because he wanted to compete for the starting job. And I can't believe he's just going to he's going to turn tail in that regard without without now an opportunity uh, to give it a, a true shot and maybe be the first guy to get the true shot in re- in replacing Kyle McCord. So, you know, and Lincoln Keynotes, man, he he just impresses you with his also his competitiveness. And uh, no matter what you put him in, whether it's basketball, baseball, uh Football, tiddlywinks, uh, you know, driving range golf, whatever you put him in, you know, he wants to be the number one guy, and he, uh, and he's, he's, like I said, he's impressed these guys with his intelligence for the game, and also with his athletic ability. You, you, you also on, uh, you know, I'm sure you saw on on, on uh, social media him doing that backflip, for example, uh, during yeah. the during the season. So, uh, but yeah, with Aaron Nolan, same kind of guy. You, you come into a place like Ohio State, number one, knowing. You're walking into a place that's uh, produced three straight, uh, based on when they left the program, three straight number first round draft picks in, in the quarterback position, and uh, you got to you got to be thinking number one, I'm walking into a place that's going to develop me, but then number two, I know I'm going to have to compete. You know, Quinn Ewers opted to move back to Texas when the dust finally settled on what should have been his senior year in high school, and uh, you know they didn't make a mistake recruiting Quinn Ewers, but at that point, C.J. Stroud was the quarterback. And uh, so it's hard to hold on to a guy when it's looking like uh, three years are down the road. And number two, he probably preferred to go into Texas anyway where he originally committed. So you you can't read anything hardly into a lot of the things that happen except for Ohio State does have a very good track record of developing uh, a quarterback who can be pretty good. I mean, Kyle McCord, bless his heart, you know, had some pretty damn good stats this year, but – it left everybody just wondering there seemed to be more in this offense than he was able to wring out of it, you know? And, uh, uh, so that is what it is. But, uh, uh, you know, they've got Tavian St. Clair, great quarterback out of Bell Fountain, who's already committed to the, uh, what the 2025 class and the beat goes on. Tim, as I look at the Buckeyes right now, after learning yesterday that it's Michigan against Alabama, it's Washington against Texas, the Buckeyes not Big Ten champs again, not in the playoffs for the second time in five years under the leadership of Ryan Day. He's lost three in a row to Michigan, one and three, and I hate to make these comparisons, fair or not, but uh, Ryan Day is trending towards Don Cooper's direction more so than he is towards Jim Trestle's or Urban Meyer's direction. How hot is the seat that he's going to be sitting on this offseason in Columbus for Ryan Day? Number one, it was hot when he took the job, and he knew that. Number two, it was his first head coaching job. Everybody knew that. Uh, no matter who you are, there's some learning on learning on the job, no matter how late you are in life, et cetera. Definitely the seat is hot. But it was, you know, it was hot this year, and it was hot the year before. <laughs> so uh, uh, the fact they didn't make the playoffs uh, this year in a, you know, an interesting year in college football history, definitely. Uh, the last year of the college football playoff, that's probably, unless you just fall flat on your face, that's not going to be a concern next year with the 12-team situation developing, obviously, the 12-team right. playoff. Uh, but, yeah, of course he's feeling it, but – but here's why I remind people, uh, Roadmaster, you can't go back once a once a game is over, once a season is over, you can't go back and redo anything. You know, 
that's on your permanent record. And uh, so it's what do you do moving forward? It looks like from the outside looking in uh, that Ryan Day is not sitting pat. He is swinging hard to fix things, things that he sees that were not up to the level that he that he expects or wants them to be at Ohio State. The quarterback situation is just an example. Yes, there have been other guys leaving for the transfer portal for Ohio State in the last several days. I mean, or now they're leaving or actually, you know, leave today. Uh, but those are, well, for the most part, guys who were who had showed up at Ohio State and the dream was not coming true like they thought it w- would would be at this point. And uh, so you move on because they've got, dude, in the wide receiver room, that wide receiver room is still quite loaded. The running back room is welcoming three high-profile running backs into it, for example. Uh, the quarterback room, if Aaron Nolan sticks, I don't know why Aaron Nolan would be affected by Kyle McCord leaving. If anything, it opens the door mm-hmm. for him a little bit wider. Uh, but uh, you've got Aaron Nolan coming in right on down the line. There are some extraordinary talents who are going to be available to the next starting quarterback at Ohio State, for example. So, you know, Ryan Day knows that too, but Ryan Day wants, you know, you don't stand pat. You don't say, oh, well, lost to Michigan, you know, you learn and you, you move on. And let's face it, this might be the best Michigan team maybe of all time, just from a pure stem to stern aspect. And they're, they're going to be losing a lot of guys. It looks like uh, going into uh, 2024, they might even, you know, they might even be losing their head coach based on what you listen to in here. So, uh, you know, it's no, nobody likes anybody that uh, ducks and runs and uh, Ryan day, you know, is, I don't expect Ryan Day to duck and run, and I expect the critics to be out there until he does beat Michigan again, until he does uh, go to the college football playoff and win it all. Because for some reason or another, Ohio State fans think that's their birthright, uh, especially uh, for some reason or another about about the national championship. And they've I've been covering Ohio State since 1984, and they've won exactly two of those. So I'm not sure where that idea. You know, it was fostered. I know where it is. I know where it burns hot, and that's on uh, social media. It's exciting because it's new. We haven't been there before. We've never seen that many Buckeyes get themselves into a transfer portal. But then again, not most of them are starters anyway. But if you wanted to look to maybe reinforce other positions, and he talked about this yesterday in that press conference, wasn't going to talk about any positions. What does Tim May think they should add, or should they just stand pat? And like you said, we've got enough talent on this team, or should they go out and look for other linemen or, or whatever other position you might think? If a big-time player presents himself, you definitely take a look at him. You know, you, you don't bring guys in just to bring them in, you know, like uh, like something like like Colorado had to do. Look at Colorado right now. Look at the mm-hmm. mean guys have left paradise, right? Right. They thought yeah. it was paradise when they showed up, and now uh, when Deion Sanders showed up, and Deion did a damn good job there, but it's not paradise. You know, they've got some starters leaving. Uh, mm. At Ohio State, Ohio State – Clearly, when you look at the roster, they need to get one or two offensive linemen, you do believe, in this transfer portal. They would take an outstanding linebacker if he presents himself. you got to believe. They've got guys on the roster, though, you know, and uh, and you would take a, a a defensive back or two based on who's leaving, but they got some good guys coming in. And, uh, and it's wide receiver room. You know, if Jeremiah Smith sticks, and, you know, he's – I don't think he's – you know, obviously he took other official visits, but he hasn't announced anything that makes you believe that he's not showing up. 
for example, they've got a couple three wide re- couple wide receivers that are big time recruits, including him. Uh, but but yeah, you you never turn your back on a on a guy who can help you. Tristan Jebia is an example. They knew he would help the quarterback room, a bunch of young quarterbacks. Uh, Tristan Jebia going into his seventh year this past you know this, this past year he transferred from Oregon State to uh, Ohio State and uh, helped stabilize that room or at least give them another person to lean on, you know, as they uh, figured out the starting quarterback situation. So uh, uh, now they're looking for, I'm sure. Uh, a guy who can come in and challenge for the starting job, which is a total different dynamic. So, you know, and there's tape on some of these guys, not very much tape on other guys. So it's a very, uh, there's, there's no guarantees either in recruiting or in the transfer portals. We all know Ohio State did a home run with one of its offensive line recruits of uh, transfer portal guys and uh, Josh Simmons this year from San Diego State. He played much better as the year went on. And then Vic Cutler, uh, transfer from uh, Louisiana Monroe uh, has opted to get back into the transfer portal after just one year, less than one year at Ohio State. So uh, they're not always always going to be home runs, and that goes for anywhere in the country. Tim, with this bowl game coming up, how many guys do you think will not play that are still with the Buckeyes because of NFL aspirations? I, I've got a list of uh, about 12 guys I'm wondering about and trying to figure out how many of them uh, will say, no, thank you, it's a meaningless cotton ball, uh, and I'm not risking injury because I'm going to be, uh, I could leave early and get drafted, um, or it's my senior year and I, I am, uh, you know, going to get drafted. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a meaningless cotton ball. I don't think any game you play is meaningless. And, uh, and, and you know, yeah, you're in jeopardy. You're in jeopardy every time you practice football. You've heard me say that before, you know. That's what uh, football and auto racing have in common. Even when, when you put the helmet on, whether it's for practice or a game, you're putting yourself in jeopardy. Uh, with that said, you know, uh, uh, I, I'm not going to, you know, there are, there are some guys, you know, Travion Henderson, everybody's waiting to see what, what he's going to do. Uh, the only guy who has declared for the draft so far is Mayan Williams, who missed the last right. part of the season because of surgery, uh, a running back. Um and then, you know, other guys have big decisions to make, like J.T. Tui Molowal, maybe even Jack Sawyer, depending on what kind of grade he gets, uh, you know, from the NFL. Uh, Denzel Burke, cornerback, he has made no declaration. Um, we've seen some guys you thought would stay and play not, and some guys you thought would leave and not play stay over the many years, like uh, like Joey Bosa stayed, and then he got kicked out of the, the game with uh, with Notre Dame. Uh, boy, back in 2015 season, just right on down the line. So there are quite a few guys you've got your eye on that you're waiting to hear from. Uh, and the only guy who's made a declaration so far, like I said, is uh, uh, Mayan Williams. Yeah, I think Henderson, Harrison, Tuomaloa, Stover. I didn't even mention Harrison because I, I expect Harrison to move on to the NFL, but that doesn't mean yeah. he won't play in his last game. And if he doesn't, like I said, that's the most loaded room in, in on the Ohio State roster. Yeah, I, I can't see him taking the – he's top five, in my opinion, top three if I were picking. Um, so I, I can't see him risking, uh, you know, practices, as you pointed out, as well as the game. Uh, to, to I, I, I look at it differently than you do, Tim, right? I look at it as there are three bowl games that matter, mm-hmm. the two semifinals and the championship game. All the other ones are for next year getting reps for guys. 
And so if I'm not going to be there next year, to me it's a meaningless bowl game if I'm going to the NFL. You get my drift? I understand, I understand that argument. It makes me sick to my stomach, that argument. But I understand that argument because I think you ought to, you ought to finish what you started, number one. And number two, uh, as I said on our video on Letterman Row yesterday after the press conference, <clears throat> I can't even get into uh, analyzing Ohio State versus Missouri which I expect Missouri to have all hands on deck. You know, it's not a it's not a meaningless bowl game to Missouri. Take right. That, take that as, for whatever it's worth. But until you know who is playing uh, in that game for Ohio State, it's hard to even analyze. You know, because you, when you analyze, you get down to man man to man matchups, et cetera. But uh, I don't I don't I don't look at these games. I don't look at a game as meaningless. Uh, I think that's folly. And uh, so and then that's not just me, the traditional college football fan talking. I just, you know, if you got one more chance to play with your buddies, you do it, you know. And, you know, Denzel Burke opted out. The last time they played in the Cotton Bowl, he opted out and became a big-time draft pick for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, you can still find, you know, your paradise is going to be there uh, one way or the other. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it just uh, – I'm, I'm, my point is I'm not going to agree that you should automatically opt out but if you do, I'm not going to hold it against you. Tim, I know I'm up against this. My, my producer's already yelling at me, but I have to ask this question. And unfortunately, we had to talk so much about transfer portal. I want to ask you about the coaching staff right now and whether or not Ryan Day took on too much responsibility this season. You lose Kevin Wilson. You make uh, Brian Hartline your offensive coordinator. It's seemingly only in title at all. Uh, do they need someone else to be calling the offense? I don't. I mean, you know, Ryan Day's been calling it for five years. Well, longer than that, really, six, seven years. Number one, number two. Uh, I fully expected Ryan Day to step back in there and start calling the offense because you got uh, Brian Hartline, a first-time offensive coordinator, and you, you know, losing Kevin Wilson was a big blow. Uh, but you move on from that. You know, uh, they went eleven and one. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, they didn't have the offense they expected to have. Is that because of the quarterback involved? Is that because of bringing on three new starters on the offensive line all at once? Mm -hmm. Was it the play calling? You know, there's all kinds of ways you can look at why the offense fell slightly short from a production standpoint this year. But they've already addressed one of those problems. One of what they saw was one of their problems, which we just opened this show with talking about. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think Ryan Day's play calling uh, was basically uh, a reason for them getting beat by Michigan, uh, a couple of plays you might – everybody takes a play back if they can get it back. But, uh, no, I mean, I, it'd be interesting to see what he does with the coaching staff with a special team situation that was at, was below average this year, you know, especially in, in a couple of big matchups, uh, whether or not he moves on from Parker Fleming as the special teams coordinator and, and, and maybe elevates James Laurinaitis to a full-time, uh, head co- uh, full-time assistant coaching job. I think that's on the table, uh, just right on down the line. But it'll be interesting to see what he does with his staff after the dust settles for sure. Tim, great stuff as always. We appreciate the time. Uh, we'll talk to you again maybe before the bowl game and see who is playing for the Buckeyes and, and where everything stands at that point, all right? You got it. And, guys, remember, they went 11-1 and and lost by six points with the, right. what ended up being the number one team in the country at the end of it all. So, uh, you know, it wasn't that bad a year. <laughs> That's true. Tim, you're the best. We appreciate it. Be well. You got it, man. See you, Roadmaster. There he is. Tim May checking in here.
on the Kenny and JT Show. We'll talk some high school football next with our high school football analyst, Mark Miller, on the state championship game. Stay with us.